0: Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox post-game show, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio 8 of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber on the far left. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinnie Duber. Um... And you can read his work over at allchgo.com. That's what I was trying to think of. And that, in the middle, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at EchnerWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, We are coming to you live. Oh, we are being produced today by Stephen Nicholas. Uh, Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel, hitting that like button, because we are coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Uh, Of course. And, uh, yeah, well, (laughs) the bad news, Herb, is that they actually... When we didn't cover the games on Saturday and Friday, um, they lost those games as well. So, colloquially, and I guess uh, just
1: for ba- baseball terms, uh, that'd be called a sweep. Mm-hmm. So, they got swept in uh, Tampa Bay. For the first time this year, the White Sox finally got swept. I mean, you can put a you know a silver lining around that. They hadn't been swept until today by the best team in baseball. And uh, still disappointing. I don't care if Tampa is has the best record. The teams just look so different. You could tell that Tampa is on the trajectory of being great and the White Sox, I don't know, you know, after all these losses, they're just defeated and they didn't look like a team that was, you know, supposed to be on the same field, even though they competed the first two games versus Tampa Bay race team even had leads in the first game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I mean, I think the, the first two games, the series was, pro- for having two losses, the season, series was probably going uh, as good uh, for the White Sox uh, as it could have in having two losses. Mm-hmm. They were, like you said, competing with the best team in baseball, making some comebacks, getting some clutch hitting, uh, which they hadn't gotten a lot of. And outside of one very, very notable uh, performance on Friday, the bullpen was doing pretty good uh, as well. Um, but, man, today, a whole lot of nothing. Three hits, I, I mean, <laughs> were the the White Sox, I mean, I don't know if they, they didn't even look like they were really playing in that game. No. And Zach
1: Eflin, too. It wasn't like it was McClanahan on Saturday. I understand only three hits off of that, dude. Zach Eflin is Zach well, Eflin. But
0: when the first stat I heard in the broadcast, and I, I was like, oh, the Sox are fucked, is they, uh, Zach Eflin has a, a walk rate of, like, four. And when he was saying that, I was like, oh, like, what, four walks per nine inning? Like, what? Oh, no, 4% walk rate. Of course, Zach Eflin ate up the White Sox. He's a righty who doesn't walk anybody. And they started to feel and, and like, uh, feel out Zach Eflin yeah. a little bit in the fourth inning where, you know, Jake... Where Bird they got double...
2: two, two hits, two of their three hits. <laughs> a lot of hard hits. Uh, well, that's almost
1: it... took, a, took a bridge.
0: <laughs> almost. it <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> was just the, the key word there. But they they hit him hard. But my only point was then Zach Eflin then saw the 7, 8, 9 hitters, had an easy day, and then the bullpen came out and just... Ate up the white Sox lineup but i mean hey andrew benatendi almost went yard again almost is the key word but almost he almost hit one of 10 he hasn't hey, but it's the his wind, first barrel of his white Sox career it's gonna be blowing out yeah, in chicago this, this year so
1: i i can think 10 home runs if the ball is hit like that 10 more times sean while winds uh available andrew benatendi will hit 10 while, he, while
2: winds available lack of wind
1: <laughs> and the wind's got to be a gale force <laughs> out to the right field too uh, yeah, it's a—it's uh, not halfway to St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I
0: bought this hat, and the lady is like, Happy Earth Day. And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. This is exactly why I bought this. It feels um,
1: like earth on this jacket well, right thank here. Thank you
0: very much. I, I just, you know, I, I thought, Oops. why not? Why not, folks? Um, uh, giddy up. I—I uh, <laughs> I, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm real uh, green of envy of this uh, Tampa Bay Rays team. because uh, should Oh, boy, be. are they good. They're really good. Um, they
2: don't make any mistakes. I'm not horsing around. The defense... St- the defense, <sighs> the defense today from the Rays was uh, impeccable, and it goes. It was the the most glaring example that I saw of why this team is so damn good. Uh, they don't. They do everything right. They don't make any mistakes. Uh, you know they they're not going to score ten runs every game, but they hit two home runs today, scored four, and the run prevention was absolutely off the charts between the pitching and the defense. No wonder nobody's beating this team. This team is, uh, you know, built to play baseball the exact right way, and they do it seemingly every year. Yeah, I mean, like Luke Rayleigh, I think, is a perfect example. Uh, out
0: of Hinkley, Ohio, a uh, twenty-eight-year-old, really don't know much about. Luke Rayley, but here he is hitting a home run and making a diving play out in right field where Aloy Jimenez is tipping his hat. Like, I mean, it's just every single person on this roster makes a key contribution to the Rays winning, whether it's uh, even uh, the guy who came out of, uh, now I'm blanking on the name, uh, the guy who threw 30 pitches out of, out of the bullpen, Chirinos. Uh, whether it's Chirinos, whether it's uh, Paredes and uh, Harold Ramirez, who I was yeah. confusing because they're both
1: big, bulking right-handers. Like, they get contributions... Up and down the lineup. And you just said it. Those are not Rays draft picks that they've developed or Rays signings. These are these are cast off from the Tigers with Paredes. Uh, Harold Miros, I believe, was on a different team, not with this Rays squ- squad. Luke like, Rayleigh Tiger, was a Dodger. Yeah, also the Tigers. Yeah. yeah uh, Luke Rayleigh was a Dodger. Like, these people are coming to this team, and they get them prepared to play the game. Uh, Isaac Paredes didn't even play the whole series, but... Tell me who do, who shined on defense today, Isaac Paredes. That man looked like a Gold Glover at third base, and the White Sox were hitting the hell out of the ball to him, and he was like, "All right, cool. Here's a ball. That I'm gonna just go and catch and easily throw over and get you out,
0: brother." Well, and their huge signing this year pitched against the White Sox today, Zach Eflin. Like, I mean, all cast off from the Phillies. Yeah, never had an ERA I think under four, uh, three ninety seven in twenty twenty. So I'll give him the credit there. Uh, but you know, already he's got a cool ERA of two eighty one and just doesn't walk anybody, and the 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 Rays have found is a change-up that is basically like a reverse fastball or something like that. I mean, of course the, rever- the Rays would have a guy like that. Well, like, and,
2: like, too, the compliments, and I think Jason even made it on the broadcast, like, oh, it's so amazing what they're able to do with this budget down here. But, like, the Rays are not, like, this cute little, like, you know, no. underdog thing. They are one of the best teams in baseball on a pretty much an annual basis. They have figured out the, the secret. They've cracked the code. They have figured out a way to do this – Money or no money. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody assumes that, oh, well, if the Rays were the Dodgers or if the Rays were the Mets, well, then, oh, my God, think how good they'd be because they'd be able to spend all this money. No, they're good because they're doing this and they're not spending any money. They're, it, it, is, uh, it is insane to see them doing that when every other team does things a different way. Almost every other team in baseball says you got to throw money at it to, to make it work. Often it does, right? Often that does make it work, and they've convinced fans all around baseball, too, that that's how you make it work. I, I know the Rays don't have a lot of fans. That's kind of the problem and the reason that they might not be uh, the Tampa Bay Rays for, for very long, much longer. But if you were a Rays fan, I don't think you'd be sitting there saying, why can't we sign – the be- Why can't we sign Aaron Judge? Why can't we sign Manny Machado? Why can't we sign Carlos Correa? Bah, 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 bah. You're saying, all right, show me what you're going to do next. Show me what guy that I've barely ever heard of before <laughs> yeah. you're going to go out and get and turn into an everyday player that's going to take this team, your favorite team, to deep into the playoffs, maybe to the World Series. Uh, it's, it's thrilling to watch because they do it completely differently. They threw out the playbook that every single other team operates by, and they have found an incredible amount of success doing it. Well, and
0: Jason mentioned, too, on the broadcast, like, you know, when they try to pick their spots with contracts like you know the the whole narrative is they don't sign big contracts but they've tried and one of them was freddie freeman so like what does that say about freddie freeman uh just the ball player that he is and they almost gave him a six-year uh contract so yeah i mean it is interesting to watch them work but uh they're serious about baseball in tampa and and they do such a fantastic job 17 and 3 in 20 games there are no no they're not even 17 and 3 they have a better record 19 and 3 uh uh, so far, and they're 13-0 and at home, which is just
1: utterly ridiculous. I kind of want to piggyback off a little, uh, a little bit because I was thinking about this on the way in. If you took this current White Sox team and put them on the raise, how many wins do you think they'd have? Seriously, 100-plus? The, so- the White Sox team is, <laughs> and I'll say this again, on paper, they're more talented. These are all cast-offs or traded-for people. Rosan Reina from St. Louis. Ramirez apparently from Cleveland. Yandi Diaz from Cleveland. Margot. Margot from yeah. the Padres. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, There's a lot of people that other teams didn't want. Trade it for whatever the Rays want. And again, never trade with the Rays. If they're giving you a player, that (laughs) player for the most part was not going to be the player he was with the Rays. I mean, Blake Snell has got a, you know, different, differing uh, uh, outcomes with him. But, you know, you're not going to get the guy that was in the World Series, almost a Cy Young candidate. But those guys, if they play the Rays system, the Rays will get them right. I'm telling you, something happens down there where they get player from other team. Hey, I see what you were doing wrong. Just do this. You'll be better. And those players accept it and they go along with it. And to speak to Vinny's point, like Rays fans, I'm sure are like, I don't care if you sign a big time contract, you're competing with the Tampa Bay, uh, the, the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. And you're holding your own and sometimes winning that division. You're good. What you do is good. Now the white Sox fans, we don't have that same belief in our front office, you know? If we had, if we switch with the Rays our front office, I would do that right now. Give me it, please. Because they do well with their trades. They do well with their player development. They do well with their drafts. I mean, I think Wandy Diaz is – or uh, Wandy Franco is uh, – Wanda Franco. Franco is the only one that I can think of. Is like they drafted him. He was a big-time prospect. He's on their team now. Well I, I don't mean, of course, the pitchers. Him.
0: I think he was an international signing, right?
1: Yeah, so – you know, all the rest of the players are from other teams. They saw flaws with them and what other teams are doing with them, and they brought them into the Rays systems. Like you should do this, and this would be much better for your career. And I don't see anybody complaining. Like Manuel Margot was playing a lot in San Diego. He plays sparingly here with the Tampa Bay Rays. He seems like he has found his uh, his goal and where where he should be doing in life,
2: and he's excelling at it. Well, but that's what I mean, Stephen. To to your question though, like I think that's kind of the point that I was making is if you gave them this ex- enormously talented roster they wouldn't be the rays you know what i mean like the the thing that the rays do is they they operate they construct their team under a completely different formula and i think that if you know it's not just a matter of switching the jerseys and giving them that coaching staff in that front office yeah they do that stuff extremely well they coach very well they have a front office that is incredible at identifying little things but I don't think it's a matter of just like, oh, give them all these great players and 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 they'll win 200 games in a season. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it would work that way. I think it really is they just do things completely differently. They do things their own way, and it. Listen. Would they like to have some of the talented guys on the White Sox? Sure, but they might look at those guys and say, "Well, the flaws that we see here are not ones that we can use to plug in to a, the way we do things." Kind of thing, and, and and it might not work out for them. You you give the Rays the most talented Rays team that they've ever had. They might not make the playoffs because they don't they don't do they don't construct teams that way. Yeah, to me, the Rays
1: are like this island of misfit toys that they fix these toys, and all of a sudden you want to play with them again. It just whatever they get, they just turn into gold. It's amazing to me. That that's probably the best run organization in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, for, especially with the budget they have I, too.
0: I think people would throw the Cardinals up there as well, and they're one of their best players, Randy Orozareno. They got him from the Cardinals, mm-hmm. so I mean they're they're stealing it from the good teams as well. Uh, we appreciate uh, Beefloaf saying smash that like button. Uh, Sox math winner. Uh, so shout out to him to, today for the uh, the win. Uh, it, he shouldn't be able to do it. He's an
1: accountant. The, the I guy, I, I, they I, knew the, I knew the answer. He's seventy three. Yeah, him. Just, just to go. Alex to, Rude. No accountants. No people with good or math. With good at math, should be able to do socks math. Sorry, beefloaf, you're out. Nope. You could You couldn't do twenty seven plus forty six. Nope. Not right now. <laughs> On my calculator, yeah. That's all he did. My TA. My TA. The, all uh, he did was. I mean, maybe he did it in his head, but no, he's smart.
2: No ti eighty three ti ti eighty three is uh, the White Sox shortstop on Sunday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good, good one. We should make that graphic. (laughs) I don't know if it'll be. Yeah, we should make that graphic. Uh, Let's go to the super chat from uh, Husky Bardo. Uh, Seven and fifteen in the championship window. This culture with the Sox is broken. We might need to lose a hundred for something to change. Uh, Next home stand will be light. Uh, We'll we'll see. Um, Again, it, it. it's not shocking that the culture is broken. We've we, I've, it felt like we've known that. We've talked about the um, loyalty from Jerry Reinsdorf a lot through the offseason and the end of last year. Rick Hahn in his 10 years as GM has made it to two postseasons. Like, it's it, it, it's not good. Um, I do want to go to a stat that made me laugh, though, from Shane. Because, um, Vinny, you had 90 wins predicted for this team. Ha. Huh. Um, It's true. 90 and 72 for you, 86 and 76 for Herb, uh, 83 and 79 for me. Uh, Jared Willis uh, not not having his uh, blinders on, having them going 80 and 82. Uh, So so we had a wide array of uh, predictions here. We don't know. It's still early. But Shane uh, said, is a small portion of the season still too little to draw conclusions? The Sox would need to go 83. And fifty-seven the rest of the way to get to ninety wins. And uh, can you guys guess? Shane also asked how many times the White Sox in team history have gone eighty-three and fifty-seven over to a certain span, or the, a 40, 140 span. The
1: eighty-three team? I don't know. I was assuming. Uh, I was assuming it was zero. I think the eighty-three team <laughs> just thought it was <laughs> was really sexy. bad early, and then they just caught fire and won ninety-nine games total. I believe they like they were really bad initially, and then they caught fire. The thing is, with so other Sean's bring back uh, Tony. No, with the other thing with Sean's uh, comments, the manager, the White team Sox, team? even though they're playing poorly, are only five games out. Loss of Liam has made the bullpen a mess. With Liam, it might not have been a different series because you would have had him closing out the Friday game. Not just because he's a closer, because he pushes everyone into their different spots and team. Yes, and to wait for that seems like the only silver lining for White Sox fans. The only thing for you can say, okay, here we are. We're in the house. Sorry, Beefloaf. I'm I'm just joking with you. But having Liam back does set the bullpen up correctly, and they'll be less bad than they have been before. I don't know if they're going to be top 10, top 5 bullpen, but Liam at Liam's strength, I think the White Sox are a little bit better than they are right now. But, you know, that's me grasping at straws and trying to find some positivity out there for the White Sox. The only thing I would say positive, you're in the AL Central. No one's ran away yes. with it yet. Minnesota, I think, won or is winning today, so there'll be five games out of the Central race playing some of the worst baseball I've seen a White Sox team play in a while. I have two silver linings
0: that we'll get to, uh, Strength of Schedule and the AL Central. I don't know how bright of silver linings they are, uh, but in 1983, after 22 games, the White Sox were 10 and 12. Uh, so, no, not even 83. I, I still think it's zero. The one thing about Raylo, I am... Not worried about Reynaldo Lopez. Mm -hmm. I know many people are. A lot of home runs, yes. But with hard-throwing closers like this, Raylo's been in the zone too much, but also he's still gotten some good results. Uh, 76 percentile in chase rate, 88 percentile in whiff rate. Um, We saw this with Liam, though. Guys who throw hard, guys who are in the zone... Sometimes give up home runs. Do you not remember in 2021 when Liam Hendricks started his White Sox career uh, with a 4.82 ERA giving up four home runs in nine games? I understand that Reynaldo Lopez hasn't been good. Who has been good on the White Sox? Like, you know what? It's been a tough stretch. They've played some tough teams, and the Rays are a very good Baltimore. Ball team where they go up swinging for home runs all the time. I saw a blank name in the chat being like, "Oh, Luke Rayleigh with a 188 <laughs> ER, or, uh average hit a home run with off of us." He has four home runs. That'd be second on the White Sox. When they go up to the plate, they
1: go swinging for home runs. Home, I love that. That's what good teams do. And every single one of their games, I think is a record. It'll be a record. good for them. Yeah. You, they hit the ball 112,
0: 108, 108, 105, 105, 105, 101, 100, 99, 98, 96, 96, 94.9. Love that station. Um, that's a lot of hard hit balls. That's, that's why they, today. That's today. Yeah. That's, oh, why wow. they, that's why they win ball games, folks. Because they hit the ball hard. And Lucas um,
2: was fine.
0: Yeah, he was fine. He was I mean, he was a little I mean, the, the fastball control was a little bit iffy, but he was fine.
2: I mean he yeah, retired the last nine guys he faced. He yeah. I mean he he gave up he gave up four runs. It's not great, but <laughs> he 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 gave up two home runs. The offense didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. The offense hit three hits. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's not very good. No, would you it's, it's <laughs> really hard in the it's inning? Yeah, it's it's really hard to win games when you score one run. Back to back doubles. Ugh. And no walks that was it. So they had three base runners all day. Ugh.
1: That's not a formula to win baseball games That's ever for any baseball, team. Folks. And I get it. The Rays are good. It doesn't mean you got to be bad, though. The White Sox on Friday, that was their opportunity to seize this series. And at least take one. Feel good about yourself down there in Tampa. I think that demoralizing loss where Ray Lowe didn't get a person out and was hit really hard that game. And this is the thing, Sean, this is what I was talking about where we're talking earlier in the year, like who's going to be the closer. I was like, I would love Raylo. He has great stuff, but it's his first time doing this job. And so the pressure of doing that, even though the outs 25, 26, and 27 are not necessarily different than outs before it, it just adds on extra pressure to yourself. And being called the closer, I think that, adds on extra pressure. I remember Matt Thornton, when somebody was out, I forgot who it was at the time, Matt Thornton assumed the closer role, and he was brutal doing it. It's a mental thing. It can't be his pitches. The pitches are solid. I mean, yes, pitching a a low-and-end slider again to a lefty might be a thing after you pitch a fastball in that same location, whatever, but I don't think he's ready for prime time, and that's fine to understand that you're not there yet, and eventually you can be there, and when Liam does get back, Ray Lowe can go back into his 6th, 7th, 8th inning guy, but we all know it's not it yet. I'm not and c- you can't you no. can't like, continue going down this Raylo is the closer guy when you initially said we're going to have a bullpen by committee yeah, unless somebody takes over, which Raylo has been pretty poor well, in his Let's times. take a break because I
0: think this is a great yeah. pause to break because I think we can go deep in this Raylo discussion because there's even a thing that I thought of that um, could probably – push this discussion a little bit further. Um, let's take a break. though. let you know about FuboTV. Um, this is how we watch the game today. They have over 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Of course, they have NBC Sports Chicago, where you can watch your White Sox. Go to FuboTV.com CHGO to sign up. You can stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price and start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. They have over a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch local teams while traveling. You got the NFL draft coming up on ESPN and NFL Network. The NHL draft on ESPN. You got the NHL and NBA playoffs currently going on, and you can watch the White Sox and NBC Sports Chicago with FuboTV. Use the link in the description below to sign up for fifteen percent off your first month of Fubo Pro, and you can go again. Yeah, you can again go to fuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for a seven-day free trial. Uh, Herb, what you drinking? I'm drinking a 312 from our folks at Goose Island. Can you get a Goose? Yeah, you can. there you go. That's perfect. Um, they are our beer company. Uh, they're not our beer company. Uh, CHO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, and they've been Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes the lovely 312 ale. You have the Goose IPA as well. That comes in a nice little green can, and they've designed all of their cans as well. You got the Tropical Beer Hug, which is a dry hopped Imperial IPA. Uh, but they got uh, four different flavors of that lovely Tropical Beer Hug, and they have the Full Pocket Pills, which is an everyday uh, beer, and it's what the brewers are drinking over at the Goose Island Original Brewhouse on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park and from their tap room on fulton street in Westtown, goose island beer company chicago's beer we also have the uh, nfl draft party coming up on the 27th over at joe's on weed street with our friends at goose island so if you do want to uh, hang out with chgo bears crew especially with a top 10 pick for the bears maybe they'll trade back as well uh head over to allchgo.com and buy your tickets over there all right run another lopez as closer was he ever anointed Closer, or was it just
2: kind of unspoken this is our guy he has been used as if he was anointed closer um the the way that Pedro Graffold told us in spring training things were going to go was it was going to be matchups and and listen maybe Reynaldo Lopez was the guy at the top of the depth chart so to speak but it didn't mean that he was always going to throw the ninth inning it meant he was going to go out there when the game was on the line and granted the White Sox are have look at their record they have not had a lot of opportunities where you know Every single day, there's a high leverage situation in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, right? So I get that. That being said, he's being used as if he if as if he was Liam Hendricks. He's being used to close games. He's being used as the White Sox closer. Um, I, I don't think that. Again, I'd have you'd have to go through each situation to see if it's a vast departure from what Pedro said was going to be the case, but. It has seemed to me that a closer by committee approach, which we all expected going into the season, has been a closer by Reynaldo Lopez approach. Um, the results have not been great. It doesn't mean that Reynaldo is bad, but the Reynal- results have not been great. Here's what I want to know. Where's Kendall Graveman? I understand he pitched the last two days, and that's fine. But this is a guy who's experienced. He's a guy who you gave a very large contract to to be a very high leverage reliever for this team. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy whose numbers are pretty damn good. So why is it that between the Houston series and the series this weekend against the Rays, he was pitching like – he pitched like four times. Like, he has not pitched very much this year. I don't understand why you've got a a guy who, Herb, as you pointed out, in Reynaldo Lopez, was the guy who – uh, is is stepping into this for the first time? You got a guy who's done this job before and done it well. Let Kendall Graveman pitch in these high leverage situations. I'm not saying it's going to go dramatically differently. It might not because guess what? None of these guys are Liam Hendricks. Correct. But Rayaldo Re- Lopez is faltering, and I, and I understand that. They, they have confidence in him to be a very good pitcher for them for, him, for them for the remainder of the entire season. Whatever role they put him in, you don't want to wreck the guy's confidence. But Kendall Graveman is there. you Use him. Use him to be this guy. You got him to basically be, all right, we got Liam Hendricks. We're going to go get another closer and make him our, our, uh, our setup guy, and we're going to have this great back end of the bullpen. You should be using him as such, especially when Liam Hendricks is not available to you.
0: I agree. Um, real quick, Connor in, uh, with the super chat here. Uh, of course, he would have this stat: uh, twenty ten started <laughs> eighteen and thirteen, finished eighty eight and seventy four with the Thriller Bridge. Mm, um, excellent.
2: Gotta love a Thriller Bridge reference.
0: But the Graveman point, I think it just goes to the first point of Ray, Raylo was anointed closer. Like, Pedro Graffal, I think, in spring training talked about how much he liked Reynaldo Lopez's stuff. And, it and seems as like, he should. Reynaldo was excellent last year. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it seemed like he hinted at, like, oh, he's going to be our guy. But, it, again, never fully anointed he's the White Sox closer. Again, it's always been by committee. But to the Graveman point, it's because Pedro Graffal uses Kendall Graveman when they're winning. And they don't win games. 3-2 win in Houston. He blew the lead in a, uh, in Houston. The and that next was his game,
2: one bad but, game of this season.
0: Yeah, right. right. They, but he, they, when they were winning, he came in. Mm-hmm. April second, they won. April eighth, they won. April tenth, they won. April fifteenth, they won. April eighteenth, they won. They were winning or close game on the twenty first, and you know the the game on the twenty second went into extras, so tie games. So unless it's tied or they're winning, he's going to go in the game. And if it's not, it's Gregory Santos who leads the team in innings pitched. Jake Diekman, who's up there. Jose Ruiz. No, Jose Ruiz wasn't up there. Uh, but uh, who who's leads? Oh, Jimmy Lambert. Jimmy yeah, Lambert's Jimmy kind Lambert. of like a, a tied guy as well. So, and, and we've seen Raylo come into you know, the ninth inning before they push it and have the, uh, the Mickey Mouse second baseman. So it's just because the White Sox are winning. I think that's why we're not seeing Graveman, which is a mistake, I think.
2: I think, I think the bullpen in general since, since that, uh, that Phillies series – or since before that. Who'd they play before that? Last last weekend. Baltimore? They played the Orioles. And the bullpen was horrible in mean, yes. that series against the Orioles. Since that, the last six games, the Bullpen's been They're pretty solid. good. Yeah. They've given up they have given up runs. There's been runs scored against the bullpen, obviously, but the bullpen's been pretty good. Sean, you and I were looking at the numbers beforehand. Keenan Middleton and Gregory Santos have been excellent. Yes. yes. And Jimmy Lambert's been good. Kendall Graveman's been good. it, it, it this bullpen is not in the you know, horror show zone, it looked like it might have been just a week ago. Yeah, um, Bummer's he, been up
0: and down, but I mean, he was he was good on uh, the 8-7 game. He right, was, you know, and so again,
2: in. it is one of the problems that this team is facing, and this team is facing a lot of them, but to say that Pedro Graffold doesn't have options, like a week ago, I think there was a storyline, who can he turn to, right? And I think that was a valid question. Right now, we just rattled off about four or five guys that he could turn to, it's just that... You have that very high-profile blow-up from Reynaldo the other day, and now it's what is the situation at closer, which is arguably and probably the most important position in that bullpen.
0: Well, and let's ask you this. I do want to clear some uh, stuff up, though. Uh, Blank name said something. Uh, Sean was convincing us that the Giants had a good uh, lineup recently. Whatever. Eh, Maybe the Giants stink. Yeah. Uh, But now I'm trying to convince you that hitting below under 200 is what you want on a team. No. But Luke Rayleigh, even though he's hitting 188, has four home runs. Jake Berger has been one of the most uh, on the players with the Sox with the most key contributions. Why? He hits home runs, he creates runs. It is good to create runs,
2: and well, especially you, especially when yeah. the hits aren't coming in bunches like they were early in the season for this White Sox team. Right. And in three hits today, you can you can single your way to to a bunch of runs. Yeah. But when you when the singles dry up too, then the only thing you're getting is home I mean you saw what the Rays did today. The Rays didn't have a lot of hits today. Mm-hmm. But they hit two home runs off of Lucas Giolito, and that put the game out basically out of reach. Right, and what? Yeah.
0: And the reason why the score line looks a little bit worse was because Lucas hit a guy to put a guy on right. base, mm-hmm. to, you know, to make home it a two-run run homer. Uh, so I mean, you know, just that mistake added the deficit a little bit worse. But this could have been easily a, a three-one ball game uh, if you know Lucas. I mean, maybe he gives up a solo home run to that guy, but whatever. um, You know, if he doesn't hit him, uh, that was also weird too. Just now, he's had four, uh, hit, hit four hit batters, hit batters already. Yeah, uh, where matches
2: last year. He he made thirty starts last year. Hit four guys this year in in his fifth start this year. He hit his fourth batter of the season,
0: and it seemed like he did clean it up. I mean, re- retired ninth straight. Yeah. But um, what I wanted to go to is uh, Tony earlier said, uh, "Is Sean going to try to convince us that Reynaldo Lopez should still be the closer?" Um, after you have an outing like that, and I'm not going to convince you that Reynaldo Lopez has been good this year. Uh, he's had 11 outings, and five of them he's given up an earned run. That's not good. I could do that math. Correct. Um, but is he still the closer? I mean, next time the White Sox have a lead, or going into the ninth inning, let's tomorrow say versus Chris Bassett tomorrow versus Chris Bassett. Yes, uh, we got to have KPW on. Uh, is it Reynaldo Lopez coming out, or is it Kendall Graveman coming out to close out
1: the game for the White Sox? I think it should have been Kendall. Gr- uh, Graveman initially because of the reasons Vinny said he's done it before and if he does fail it's just because his pitches weren't good enough or something like that. You're rattling off Ronaldo's stat line and he and his pitches are great but I'm telling you that position is just a different animal for mental reasons not for actual physical reasons. But then if, I it's, say, if it's that big of a hurdle mentally it is it for not, some reason, but does it not take more than
0: Five, 11 outings to get settled in. Like well, you, I don't know, well, you, it's been a month. Well, you if can't. we're saying it's early, can it not
1: be early for right now? Though Lopez I understood. No, but you can't continue to throw him out there for your teammates, for his teammates. They're like he's not getting the job done. And once we fail, usually during the game. We're subject to getting bench. We're subject to getting uh, derision from the manager. He just failed, what, three, four times in big spots, and that was a big spot. He didn't get anybody out on Friday. If you get uh, give up two runs in that inning and it's just, you know, bloop, 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 cool. People were rocketing off of him that day. And so, yeah, it's if I see Ronaldo Lopez in the position to close out another game, I'm gonna be skeptical of Pedro Grifol. I'm like, hey man, you see the problem right there. The man has told you that he can't do it with his pitching, and maybe putting into a different position, he's Ronaldo Lopez from last year, where he only gave up one home run. I'm telling you, the position is something different because what he's given up four already this year, and he, rockets too.
2: Pedro has Pedro has yet to show, uh, or yet to even hint that he is planning any sort of changes at this point in the season. For anybody who might be struggling, and we have not seen any moves made from him to to go toward that. Be it pitching, be it hitting. There's a lot of folks complaining about what uh, Luis Robert has been, Luis Robert Jr. has been doing at the top of the lineup. We have not seen him moved out of one of those spots, uh, and we have and and every time he's asked about uh, a struggling hitter or pitcher, it's my faith is that they will turn it around and my faith is, and, and I'm going to keep throwing them out there. He had a quote when we were asking him about all these bullpen struggles fairly recently and they were, and it was, I'm going to keep sending these guys out there. It's what I can do because I know they're good and they're going to be able to turn it around. Now, you can laugh at that faith all you want. He he is not wrong in saying that there is time to do that, that he should give them more time. Herb, you bring up that that uh, the White Sox have often made a habit of saying give it two months before you you know what you have kind of thing. And I think that that patience, there is a world in which that patience can be rewarded. Mm-hmm. That being said, it, it that seems to be the what Pedro is going for right now in, in that it is too early for him to smack the button on really any of this. And so to answer your question, Sean, I think that if you see a White Sox save situation come up in the next few days, it's going to be Reynaldo Lopez because he has not said anything that would indicate that he is ready to pull any levers to make these big changes. Right. And I,
0: my, my issue again, is the white Sox hitting. Like it's great that, right. you know, on Friday, they had the opportunity to win that game. And right now they blew it. Right. You know, they, they scored seven runs and had 10 hits, but following that with five and three. And like we said, not a lot of base runners today. Um, that's the issue with this team. So, and maybe me saying that they'd be fine without TA is proven not to be true, but to, harp on your point, like Pedro Grafaule in spring training is not going to say Luis Roberts an MVP, MVP caliber, and he's leading the team in home runs. And we're going to not put him in the top three. Like Luis Robert is swinging and missing at it stuff. It's what Luis Robert does. Like, I don't know. It, he They need to fix that as a team, but you're not going to go out and give that player that type of contract to say he's an MVP type player. He's our, you know, star and just drop him down in the lineup. Who else is hitting? I mean, Aloy really? started hitting.
1: Burger, but he, you don't know how, where he's going to be in when uh, Johan's coming back, so he can't be a, a, a solid guy, and I wouldn't hit him second either, I would hit him more like a third, fourth, but I, yeah, I'm not dropping Luis out of the two or three, but I'm also wondering, like, finally, the Tampa Bay Rays have done something that I always wonder about, why do they throw him strikes? He'll swing at balls all day long, like, don't throw him strikes, the single he had in the first inning. That was a strike. Stop throwing him strikes, and that's an easy si- situation to um, to plan against if you're uh, opposing teams. I hope the Toronto Blue Jays are dumb too and keep on throwing him strikes. Because when he gets hit throwing strikes, he crushes the ball. Don't throw him strikes. It's an easy solve for any other team because he was swinging at balls that were literally in Saint Tampa, Saint Pete, like on the other side of the ocean. I was like, what the f- is going <laughs> on, Luis? Like he looked lost on Saturday. Same thing with uh, Aloy. He looked lost on, what was it, Saturday, and then home run immediately. Home run. Like, he crushed the ball on Friday and Saturday after looking just off of it. That's how quickly it can happen. Smoke where, double today. Where people like, okay, that guy at the plate looks just terrible, and Andrew Benintendi this weekend looked terrible. Today, double. Maybe it takes drips and drabs. But I don't know if the White Sox can afford drips and drabs when you're seven and fifteen to start the season. As we always say, you can't win it; you can definitely lose it. If you bear yourself enough, I don't know if this team is good enough to come back and grab uh, Minnesota if they're ten games up.
0: It, I, the one th- I'm not like going crazy over that Ben attendee thing just because I think in that bat he saw seven fastballs from Eflin. That's the third time seeing him like. You're getting paid $75 million. I'd hope you'd finally rock Zach Eflin at some point.
1: Yeah, but the um, 75 it's, it's is good to irrelevant see. In, that, in that thing.
0: I, but, like, that's the type. Like, he is a well-thought-of ball player. Like, he going third, seeing a, a pitcher for a third time, we've seen that that has good results for hitters. It's mm-hmm. good to see that that, you know, came through. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm
1: just I mean, saying, like, you can break out. like Hopefully. It's the yeah. basketball analogy of seeing a shot go through and then, like, okay, I can make baskets from here on out. My confidence is just that much better. Same thing, seeing ball go far for Alloy allowed him to hit ball far on Saturday and allowed him to hit that double today. I just think sometimes you just need to have some success to convince yourself, yes, I'm still good at this game. Hey, I can do the job. And it's been few, too few and far between. As Vinny said, three hits today, no one's feeling great after that. No offensive player's like, yeah, I'm out here d- doing things. No one's Carlos Lee in the fucking uh, uh, clubhouse like, man, I, three for four, y'all. I did my job. What's the rest of y'all do? <laughs> No
0: one's doing that today. Uh, you're saying they're doing that to Rayla, though, because, damn, thanks. Um, but uh, Jake, I did not see you made the trip down to Tampa, and he said he's taking credit for Aloy's uh, nice streak here. Uh, took a <laughs> picture with Aloy uh, before the game on Friday, and he immediately started hitting home runs. Some people are asking if I'm the team's good luck charm. They did get swept, so maybe you're just Aloy's good luck charm. Jake, come Jake, up but... here and
1: take a picture of me and my <laughs> wallet. And see if that f- fixes in- increases. It. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think we did miss the super Chat, too, by the way, because Steven's going to town on his beef, and lo- thankfully, beef hey, beef gave us the super chat. So, uh, which White Sox position player most needs a day off tomorrow? Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll an- well, no, let's not, let's answer the question. Uh, let's answer the question. Um, Yasmani Grandal, probably not, because he got the day off today, which yeah, you thought correct. was a little yeah. odd. Um, but I guess he's you know Sebby's Lucas's catcher, so we think that Lucas uh, Yasmani will be in the lineup tomorrow, so Yasmany Grandal off the board.
1: Yeah, I would think it would be Luis Robert for me. Um, not necessarily because he's struggling, but you know yesterday's game wasn't great. But um, Bassett, he's given up five home runs this year, four of them to left-handers. So you put Oscar Colas in center field, you put Gavin Sheets in right field. It's a pretty standard right field out there in uh, Toronto. No nooks and crannies to mess up Gavin Sheets, so He's been hitting the ball pretty hard, you know, with authority. I'm like, what was that pitch, uh, that Pete uh, Fairbanks? Who was it? He went up there 100 miles per hour. He's like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah, go. no, the highest uh, hit uh, hit the highest pitch in StatCast history for a home run. Yeah, he and went so- up there and got it. It's like he almost knew it was up there. He's like, all right, cool, I'm going to go up there and crush it. Knows. I think – and he needs more uh, plate appearances. He got to start today. He didn't start on Friday and Saturday, and none early in the week. So I think Gavin Sheets needs to be on the field, especially versus Chris Bassett tomorrow. And you give Luis Robert a much-needed blow, and he can just relax and rest and not worry about people doing sleeper sweepers and sliders over past him. Uh, Jason Adams gave up the homer. Was not
0: Fairbanks. Okay, Jason Adam. Jason Adam, not Adams. That was very Chicago of me too. Jason add, Adam. Uh, S. Him part of the uh, two first names. Can't Man. trust him. Well, did you see the uh, Logan Allen thing? No. Uh, there's so uh, I want to give. I think it was Anthony Catch Catch of uh, MLB.com, uh, and uh, he had the stats. Uh, four point four percent of American baby boys are named Logan. 0.16% of Americans have the last name Allen, 0.5% of American high school baseball players go pro, 0.17% of pro players make the majors, 3.3% of MLB teams are in Cleveland, yet somehow we ended up with two Logan Allens pitching for Cleveland. Um, so, yeah, two first names, Logan and Allen.
1: You can't trust them. Says Herb Lawrence.
0: Um, yeah, right, just mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to let you know about our fantastic...
2: Oh yeah, Ander, Anderson. You'll remember Severino. Anderson Severino hey. that made you a man with two first names. Yeah, that is true. What's he doing? <laughs> Steven Nicholas, man with first two first names.
1: I wouldn't trust him. I'm we know the only any...
2: trustworthy person on this on this set right now. I mean, that's true, and that's I why mean, you're a journalist. Truth. Want to let you know about our friends
0: over at Foco. You could trust them as well. Uh, you can get fitted in the best sports gear around with our friends over at Foco. Not only is the TA bobblehead from Foco, but the Southpaw one. Vinny's wedding guest is from Foco as well, and he's well. in the
2: desert. You'll notice too
0: for spring training. Yeah, uh, for sp- like just like you were. Um, so correct. The, I didn't the question- see Southpaw at spring training. I didn't know Southpaw oh. goes to spring well, training. It's funny. I have a question. Yeah, Southpaw. Oh, I guess you didn't see Southpaw at spring training. But like, where where's Southpaw seen the most?
2: At, guaranteed, right. guaranteed, right field.
0: Where do you? Where are you? Where do you work? Here. I guess guarantee rate, though. You sure. Know? I mean, they're not playing – you know, there's no Sox game going on. Correct, yeah. when the Sox play, you're at guarantee rate. That field. is true, yes. Southpaw wasn't at your wedding. Correct. Why would he be – why would, you know, you can't – are you Southpaw?
2: <laughs> this is what – this was this yeah. long way to get to that? Okay. I mean – To be fair, you currently are the fuzzy green dude. That's true. So you kind of look the most like Southpaw right now.
0: You're tall (laughs) enough, though. Um, FOCO, though, they have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Bobbleheads, of course. Uh, They have the lovely set decorations that they donated uh, to us, and we are absolutely uh, thrilled with them. So go show them some love. And since it is baseball season, they have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polo bags, everything you need for a game. So go to FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off also want to let you know about our friends at Shady Rays. It is a dark, dark day, um, and you wouldn't need it if you're playing at the Tropicana because there is no sun. Um, kind I mean, of mean, there's sun there, Tropicana. but it's over the roof. Well, like yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with... Uh, premium Polarized Shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is blacked by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your shades, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal this season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people uh we do have a uh super chat uh, from matthew he says don't throw it up but we're gonna, we're gonna throw it up give him a goose honk too steven why not uh ah. make this real special ah. uh, he's always been hanging out with us in the chat thank you for the super chat uh, and he said uh, just figured out how to do a super chat uh, no need to throw it up appreciate the content we're we done. appreciate do you we. Matt.
1: thank you matthew anderson severino not signed by anybody. Last time he pitched was in the Dominican Winter League where he struck out 11 and walked 11. Let's go. Um, that's consistency. Uh, let's go
0: to the silver linings that I have about this team.
1: Because,
0: um, again, you know, I, I think Raylo will probably be the closer. I don't think that they're going to take him out. We have the Andrew Benatendi quote on uh, why he's going to be batting third, and that's a house secret. Like, everything's a house secret with Pedro Graffal. Nothing is getting out. So, I, I don't think that Ray is going to get bumped. I think the – the consistency of these are our guys. We're throwing out our guys. We're going to back our guys. I think we're going to see that. Uh, That's a silver all, lining. All throughout the
1: 2023. <laughs> I guess like, no. I'm waiting for um, it. <laughs> let's go to the silver linings, though.
0: Well, first silver lining is the AL Central is bad. Um, Which is good for the White Sox, uh, not good for our eyes because that just means more bad baseball for us. Uh, But the Minnesota Twins are 11 and 10. That should change because I think they are beating up on Patrick Corbin. uh, So they should improve to 12 and 10, uh, the overachievers of the division. Uh, The Guardians are 10 and 11. Detroit 7 and 12. Sox have fallen to 7 and 15. And the Kansas City Royals are are 5-16. and Sox are 4.5 games back of first place and a run differential of negative 31. Uh, So, not good. Nope. But the AL Central also not good. I know we did this whole bit last year, but, I
1: mean, there's no real threat. So, silver lining number
0: one, it's early, and the AL
1: Central stinks. I think that is the thing that makes White Sox fans go crazy. Like, if you're in a different division... This will just already be over, and I get it. They're doing the same thing they did last year. So if you feel at home that this is over, cool. I I hear you on that, but it's right there. A good series next week, you play the Toronto Blue Jays, and you win, and the Minnesota Twins play some other team. That's tough. You can be within two games of these guys by the end of the week. You can hell. If they win all the games, which is hard to believe because they haven't won two games in a row, much less all the games in one week. So seven takes, that's still seven it's oh yes it, see that's why the math see <laughs> me and math not together it's going to be hard to believe that they're going to do it but this is the thing of the al central it's going to keep us in this bitch forever and so we're going to be following this team until september when there's still five games out it's like Man, we got a chance we got a weekend we could do this and we played the twins and we're gonna ration i'm gonna like a bargain with ourselves like hey if we do this, then that, and the other, we're right here. And that's the thing. Like, the White Sox are a bad team. The Minnesota Twins are a slightly better team than the White Sox, but they're not good. And the same thing, the Cleveland Guardians. So it's going to be that same thing that uh, I'm talking about the whole season. I don't think this White Sox team is going to play up to the potential that we all think they, they are. They're just going to be bad, and they'll, eventually they'll win a couple games. They'll look better than they have recently because they're going to get some Liam and hopefully Garrett Crochet back soon. Karen Crochet's the, gonna fix all the problems. I mean, just it just it's <laughs> a better thing. So you don't yes. have to go to Tanner Banks or you don't have to go to uh Jake, Jake Diekman. Those are better options than what we're dealing with now. So I think this is gonna be a season-long thing. If you're ready for it. Prepare yourself, prepare your heart, prepare your body
2: for this thing because it's going to be all season prepare long. Prepare your body. Oh, my God. Yeah, but your body's going to go through some things, man. Wow. Well, here, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. So normally I – or normally through the first little bit of this season, I have spent it saying, well, you know, this can happen. They can, t- you know, get better, blah ba it's early. I'm going to flip it around because yeah. guess what else can happen I'm not sure we thought about this possibility Uh-oh. coming into this season. Mm-hmm. So everybody's, you guys have just both said, "Oh, we did this all last year. We did this all last year." Everybody says, "Oh, this is last year all over again." Well, last year they finished 500. They did. They're eight games under 500 right now. It's gonna be so hard. So, like, my Zips. my Zips hadn't projected at 75 wins. My my typical, hey, you know what could happen? They could figure this out and it could get better. The flip side of that coin is, hey, what could happen? How bad is it if they're just real bad? I would love that. Like, how bad is it? Like, everybody thought last year, the underachieving of last year, the failing to meet expectations was was just the worst thing that could possibly have happened. They finished 500. What if they don't finish very close to 500 this year? I think that's better. i am uh,
1: go on record to say I like a, a fast no than a slow yes. That tells me already they're bad. If they're bad and they're just the one of the worst teams in baseball – That's some definitive things where this window is closed. We don't have to hear Rick or Kenny or Jerry or anybody tell us we're on the precipice or we can only do this, that, and the other and we'll be fine. No, if you're just really bad, that's actually better than just being mediocre because you can fool yourself into thinking, we get this, that, we're going to be good. No, if you're just 76 and whatever it was, 86, people are like, yeah, you're just a bad team. And this is the second year in a row. We need to move on from you doing the decision-making. We need to move on from you doing the decision-making because there is some finality. If this team goes the 86 and 76 that I predicted and doesn't win the division, people would say, hey, we had this go wrong, we had that go wrong. If we have all those things not go wrong, we're going to be good. They could talk themselves into a, a brighter future. 76 and 86 says, you're done. It's over, and we yet need massive change on this team. Absolutely. I think you see changes in the front office if they're
0: 10 games below 500 or whatever. um, You can't spend above average payroll and spend over $180 million and have a below average team. I mean, that should be, you know, results or I mean, what consequences? I mean, like there should be consequences. Like if right now the Lopez gives up four home runs and 11 outings, you know, he loses his job, I guess. Um, If Rick Hahn goes to the playoffs two times and... 11 seasons, and as Adam Hoke said, they're six and a half years into a rebuild and have a worse record than the Tigers, then yeah, I mean, like, this is the current AL wildcard standings. They're just above Oakland and Kansas City. That's bad. If they're bad and they spend money like a good team does, then people should be fired. And I think that also means Lance Lynn's probably gone and Lucas Giolito's probably gone and cutting salary and not having those players return. I I mean, it, it seems like, you know, to just cut bait because... Player option or club option for Lance, and then Lucas is just going to hit free agency. So, um, just seems like those are easy. See you later. I mean, I, I don't know what else happens because Luis Robert's still on this team, Aloy's still on this team, Tim's still on this team. Yeah, Maybe they lot. trade Tim. Yeah. Seems
2: like it's an important 140 games. Then, yeah. What well, does it, do they get the full 140,
0: or does it? I mean, if it's if they're 10 games below
1: 500 at the trade deadline, I mean, do you the, pack up shop? No, it. I mean, the team. No, I would say you wouldn't they're, trade they're, Lucas uh, Gialito or Lynn if they have value. I would, but would they? I don't think they will because this is what you put everything into. Well, yeah, I'm going to say if Rick says, hey, we're done and he trades everybody off, that's a reflection on him. And you can't do another rebuild under Rick Hunt. That's just my thought about it. And I don't know if Jerry feels the same or Kenny feels the same about that, but you can't do another one. He's got to push it all in. I would go the opposite way if I was him and try to do as much as I can to win the division this year. And I know I said the 60-game thing is usually the thing that they want to judge themselves by. It might have to be earlier because, you know, panic starts setting in. It's like, hey, this might be my last year here. I need to push and get the best things for this team while I still can. They're in such a weird spot, though, because the
0: manager's not going to be in that spot. He's not going to – he shouldn't start panicking. It's his first year, right? I mean, right. like, he j- he's just been given, hey, we're bringing you in to, for the new future. So. Well, and that's,
2: why, and that's why, you know, obviously – Fans are going to react the way fans do, and that's entirely reason, uh, reasonable for them, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, think you can point to Pedro Grifol saying not not smacking any buttons yet, and say, okay, that's an expected way to act. You're you're waiting to see what you got. You're riding this out. You do believe in this team. You 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 want to see what's going on. You start pulling too many levers, and you could make things worse. You know, uh, so I, I don't blame him for acting that w- for or for not acting that way. Um, it's good to have a more level head when you're a manager than the opposite certainly right. Um, I think the only thing is this team is playing poorly mm-hmm. and listen, I think getting Moncada and Anderson back would will make a, a, a significant difference but what are they going to do? they're gonna come in and all of a sudden now they're now they're gonna win two out of every three games like well, they haven't won they haven't won a series yet. That's true. Well, Twenty-two games into the season, they haven't won a series.
0: That's a segue. Perfect uh, 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 segue for uh, Silver Lining number two. Uh, the White Sox have faced hard teams. Uh, I don't. I'm, again, I'm not saying that this is gonna make for sure, and certain they're turning it around and they're winning over eighty games. Uh, but uh, hardest team MLB schedule so far via team rankings: uh, Arizona, Detroit, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Miami, Oakland, and the White Sox there at seven. For example, the Tampa Bay Rays who have faced uh, the Tigers, the White Sox, um, you know the A's, right? Uh, they have the quote-unquote easiest schedule so far in all of Major League Baseball, and they're they're eighteen and three or nineteen and three. You know, Milwaukee doesn't give a shit. They're the fourth out of the schedule, and they're fifteen and six. So again, that doesn't matter strength of schedule, but maybe
2: that is a thing. Maybe the White Sox are just playing good teams. This is this is I'm not loving the silver lining. To be honest <laughs> That's <with you>. fair. <laughs> no, because I mean seriously, I, I. I when you show me that, and and Herb, you said this, you said this before the game too. You said, "Listen, you, you said, well, look at the standings. The the you know the 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 Rays are good, sure, but they have played easy teams. The Astros, whatever, their their record's not that great. You said the the best team the White Sox have played so far is the Pittsburgh Pirates, yes, because their record is great and they've played a harder schedule up about whatever. Well, no, that's not true. Obviously, the Astros and the Rays are going to be better than the Pirates at the end of the season, mm-hmm. and so." This is a very good example of that small sample size. That is an argument in favor of it's early because you look up and down that schedule, and up and down that list. Steven, if you want to put that graphic back up, up and down that list, some of those records are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are mediocre. Some of them are good teams. Some of them are bad teams. Oakland, like, Oakland's like going to be 4-17 and right, regardless of who they're playing. The they A's they play. are terrible. The A's are going to be 4-17 and regardless of who they're playing. The Diamondbacks, do you think the Diamondbacks are going to finish over five hundred this no. year? Maybe. No. I mean... They they, know, got,
0: they got good pitching and they got young players. They might and like them.
2: Toronto's good. San Diego's going to be better than five hundred. The, the White Sox. Who knows? The Marlins might not be a over five hundred team. Milwaukee's off to a fast start, but are they going to? They might finish third in that division. I mean, this is this is small sample size stuff all over the place.
1: The uh, White Sox haven't played any of those teams, and they'll play every one of those teams except for number seven this year. Got a schedule. Yeah, you, you won't so, you won't see yourself in the mirror, which so, is funny. So they get to play Oakland, <laughs> which is for, for their six games. <laughs> So So, yeah, I don't I don't too much put in too much stock in that because I don't think the teams the White Sox have played are actually hard. Like I've seen the Baltimore Orioles, I thought before this series were the best team the White Sox played because of top-to-bottom pitching Mm -hmm. and offense. But that that Tampa thing, that's a thing.
2: They've played four, they've played four. Potential playoff teams.
0: Yeah. They played the reigning World Series champions as well. So, I mean, that team's pretty tough. They They are. are, You're really really disrespecting the Astros. I never
2: felt the Astros. During that
1: series, I thought the White Sox dominated that series. I said it. During the the Houston Astros series, they controlled the action for the most part and then lost in two of those games. But I thought the White Sox were just as good as the Houston Astros in that series, if not better. Otherwise, yeah, they haven't been playing well the whole year. And I
2: feel like I think know, they played okay Friday and Saturday. Gotta be honest with you. Uh, Friday, I know the Friday they were, they were so. leading. Yeah, well, and wasn't they gave up a good, bunch of runs. But yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, and they hit some they hit some home runs. But yeah, I I think they played better on Friday and Saturday than they played today. Oh yeah, but, uh, but did do anything. That today. team is superior, far superior to the White Sox and most teams. They've only lost three games. What is it in Toronto, where we're going right now? Another team that. Was probably on that list is going to probably give the White Sox more troubles. And then on the weekend, guess who we play again? These same some bitches at home. Well, four and times. four
2: times instead of three. Oh my Jesus.
1: God. And we don't play
0: well at well, home either. And they're getting their four best starters. They're getting uh, McClanahan, Eflin, Taj Bradley, who's a, a new stud, and uh, Drew Rasmussen. So have
1: fun. Like Shane who, McClanahan
0: coming in and throwing 32 swinging misses.
1: What the hell? If you're not a baseball fan, like, you're just a casual guy. I've heard of McClanahan before. I've heard of Zach Eflin before. But these other guys, who are they? And, of course, they're going to be... Bradley is, is brand new to baseball this yeah, year. put so. up zeros versus the White Sox. And the other guy's going to put up zeros. That's the whole roster is. Harold Ramirez, come on now. We've seen Harold Ramirez play for the Guardians and I think the, the Miami Marlins. He's no great shakes. And he comes here and he's hitting the ball hard, hard. He, at home run, he hit off of uh, Dylan Cease on Friday. Mercy just absolutely tank that ball like they have a bunch of people who are just no names and they just get them to play well for collective effort at a 19 and three start ramirez
0: just hit his fifth home run this year his career high 11 back in 2019 and in 2021 seven and six yeah so he is approaching his career high already in 22 games
2: 17 games yeah matthew's matthew's right though right now because here here's the thing the the saying that you know you, yeah, they want to play the best teams because guess what? They want to be the best team. You want to be the best team, you got to beat the best team. It doesn't matter right now who they're playing. They need—they haven't won a series. No, they haven't won a single series. No. It's not like it's like oh, they're going to get over this hump and then they're going to be fine the rest of the way. Like you've got to—you've got to play better against all teams. Yes, you can't—you <laughs> yes. can't—you can't beat the Rays until you until you beat the Twins. You know, you can't beat the Twins until you beat the Royals. I understand they haven't played the Royals yet, but you know. It, like When is this When is this stretch coming where it's like, oh, now everything's going to be just fine for this the team? It's, it's,
0: it's Cincinnati and Kansas City in May 5th to the 11th. I'm okay. going to see all and then, those games. And then they, gonna, then they play the bad Houston Astros, according
2: to Herb. Not bad. They, the horrid hu- and, uh, Houston Astros, according to Herb. Didn't say that. And here's the thing, then. Here's the thing. What are they going to do against the Reds and the Royals? God, Can you tell me right now that, oh, finally, once they play the Reds and the Royals, they're going to start blasting the ball like no There's, six games they probably win three weren't they last year weren't they better against teams above 500
0: i think they played better against good quote-unquote good teams so you know i mean pedro said the give a shit meter wasn't there so maybe they'll give a shit against the reds and royals and just absolutely destroy
1: them
2: they just need to start playing better period maybe yeah, they also might they just lose go um,
1: out on the town tonight in toronto have a great time see drake Say what's up to him. Drink all the and Golden you can. And just go out and be loose tomorrow. Nice Canadian oh. references. Yeah. Listen to some tragically hip. They're going to go I, meet I, I, Drake.
2: I thought they were going to. You don't think they're going to go hang out with noted Blue Jays fan Getty Lee? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Which
0: players on the White Sox roster would hang out with Getty Lee? Which players on the Lance White Sox Lynn. roster have yes.
2: heard of Getty Lee? Lancelin. Lancelin. I don't know if that's true.
1: Uh, he's from Indiana. He's probably heard <laughs> he's of some heard of Rush. Some Rush. Yeah. Oh, he's heard of Rush. Oh, the specific yeah. Getty Lee. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to seek him out. Lenin <laughs> Sosa is. Seek him out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't Ugh. go and see Neil Piert. I got to go and R. R. See, R. R. see you, Getty. Um, I got to take the 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 consolation prize. I don't know why Lance talks like that. Yeah, why, why, is he's on La- the phone, why is Lance too. Canadian? He's all ta- of a why is he talking on the phone? I don't it's know. Like 85. Because <laughs> he's calling Russ. Hey. Um, hey, Getty, what are you doing? Wait, hey.
2: um, <laughs> why does he become Canadian when he goes to Canada? He's just a chameleon.
1: <laughs> We're
0: gonna have a Canadian on uh, Connor, and uh, maybe he'll he knows Getty Lee. Um, so there we go.
1: Um, Get him right, Connor. Go out with him. Right. Find the uh, team hotel and go into the lobby and buy him a couple drinks. Final question I have for you guys: um, The
0: White Sox didn't have a home run. We'll have a bit uh, for when they do ha- hit a home run. Uh, the White Sox need a home run celebration. Uh, they do. We, we have something. I think I've, I found something. So Good. there's a little. Uh, you tease. and me,
2: by the way, are on the same wavelength of the with this. yes. Because yeah, I, I've been been beating this drum for a while. I feel like we mentioned it last year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think we we got a good idea because I think literally every other team has a celebration, and we'll, we'll None go. None are cooler
2: them. than the Mariners.
0: Yeah, yeah. the Trident's
2: pretty. Sick. You're not topping the Trident. It's I like, amazing. The, but the pirate the pirates have a sword that's also cool. That's but the cool. Trident, they had to find that at the bottom of the sea. They had to wrest <laughs> it away from Poseidon.
1: <laughs> that's tough. It's so
0: plastic. He's the god of the seas.
2: <laughs> it's so plastic. It's plastic. Do they do know,
0: the, Poseidon. Do the Poseidon
2: p- built it out of, uh, you know, cast off from the great Pacific garbage patch. The,
0: all the microplastics. Yeah, right. You know, it's Poseidon. He's a god. What do you Uh-oh. think Poseidon's
2: Yelp. doing with those Yelp. microplastics is Stephen showers the iMac in, uh, in don't, water. <laughs> don't
0: look at Poseidon's lungs. There's so many microplastics <laughs> in there. Um, final thing. Oh, yeah. How do the White Sox fix this? That was the we we're gonna ask that question, but uh, we'll keep it brief. Uh, how do the white socks <laughs> fix the White Sox. In in,
1: in like thirty 60, seconds? Mm. Sixty seconds or less. Have fun. Okay. Hell. <laughs> yeah. Celebrate F- some the, homers. F the F the wins. You don't just have fun. You're out there to play baseball. It's not serious for you guys. We're gonna be doing this show no matter what. Just have fun. Like that's you see Aloy finally looked like the a weight of a thousand years off his shoulders when he finally hit that home run and he started like smiling, laughing, having a joyous time. This team was the envy of baseball cuz they had fun in 2020 and 2021. They had a great time and everybody's like, "Yes, that young, energetic, fun team, home run chains, everything was a, what everybody wanted to be about." And now it just seems like they just, you know, uh, baseball is this that and the other and it, it feels like the weight of a 1,000 years is on the rest of the players' shoulders because us. And then Tim spoke about it. Like, we need the media on our fan side. We need our fans on our side. We need other people to lift us up, to elevate us. Sometimes the saying is you got to fake it till you make it. So whatever you need to do. Whatever is what's in the legal limits you need to do to have fun, enjoy baseball again, because that produced good results for the team. And so I don't know what they need to do. I mean, I remember going to Toronto or hearing about Toronto trips, and I saw uh, Ozzie Guillen Jr. in here earlier, but Ozzie Sr. used to have these, um, they're called slump busters, but he had a plastic um, blow-up dial just to get them out of their slump. You know, just to uh, you know, pass it around the clubhouse. It was a little insensitive at the time, probably too at the same time. But if you're not hurting anybody, just have some fun, enjoy something, go out to a tuck a buck tonight in Toronto. I'm sure they'll uh, love it, love it up there in Canada. The exchange rate's good, so you'll be giving them a little bit more money than they're used to. What is tuck a buck? It's uh, go to a strip joint.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Uh, Stephen, can, can you zoom in real quick? Um, you you bring up Tim Anderson. Uh, let's ask Tim, how many wins do the White Sox have? No, 7, uh, wow. 7, Got um, him,
1: Sean. Tim <laughs> sounds terrible. <He> got <laughs> him. Yeah. doesn't sound like he's from Alabama. I saw his sounds know. like my my uh, Alabama or my uh, Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah, really. That's Lynn.
2: We did um, get some good
1: news about Tim Anderson today, though. What, he's that? nearing a minor league rehab assignment. Oh, there you go. So, I think uh,
0: they mentioned Yohan is uh, close to that as Baby. well. Maybe So, hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. Get maybe, him maybe back for the tern-
1: Tampa Bay series next weekend? Is that when he would be first? Eligible I mean, they're both on. eligible to come off with long. Well, Johan well, last Friday. Yeah. Okay. Tim's probably right around the corner. But yeah, Joan was retroactive, so mm-hmm. he's,
0: he had like a couple more days ahead of him. Yeah, Griffal oh.
1: said, quote, it shouldn't be too long on Tim Anderson. So. Yeah, cool. Hey, positive need news there. Need it. I mean, we yes. know he would get hits.
0: No, oh, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, he's a straw that stirs the drink. Uh, anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for the CHGO White Sox postgame show. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Um, his latest piece is talking about how moving Jake Berger to second base won't fix the White Sox. So we'll cross that off the list. Uh that's Herb Lawrence. You Man, can follow the truth out there. Hey, it's 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 right. Um You wanna see more hairs? Put I don't want put, to see more Romy swings and misses, so I mean Romy might be sent down. Jake Berger might not need to bust out that second base club. Don't. Uh that's Herb Lawrence. Maybe yawn. Uh, That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Echnerall23. Maybe Andrew Vaughn?
1: No, you're getting worse. You keep on getting worse with your suggestions.
0: That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Echnerall23. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the show. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Sox.